Hey, y'all, before we get started, I wanted to give a shout out to our review of the week. This comes from Ali Sella. It says, Heather is special. Well, thank you, Ali. Communication is thought out and the purpose of each episode is meaty. Continued success and again, awesome. Big thank you to Ali for sending that review for the show. And friends, if you've been listening for a little while, if you've gotten any value from this podcast, please take a moment, head over to your Apple Podcasting app or iTunes. It only takes a moment and leave us an honest review that helps us get found by other listeners and spread this message. Thank you so much for your support. And let's go ahead and get into this episode. So if you're not willing to give four people in a room the same passion, intention, and fire, because you only want the 40 or the 4,000 or the whatever, you'll never get the 40. You'll never get the 400. You'll never get the 4,000. So I always remind myself of that. And I would remind other leaders out there too, man, serve each one and those ones will become a mess. I was born with several palsies. I have always felt small. I was told not to take risks. I may be blind, but I teach people how to see. And I'm proud to be an individual. This podcast is for you, the unconventional leader. Maybe you are the one that everyone discounted. Maybe you struggle with fear and self-doubt. We are here to empower the next generation of self-starters to step up. Use their voice and make an impact in this world. Changing the way you start your day will change your life. That is from today's guest, Glenn Lundy. And if this is your first time listening, my name is Heather Parody. I am your host. This show is for unconventional leaders, those who are stepping up, using their voice, and making an impact in this world in their own unique way. Glenn Lundy is a husband to one and father of seven and the host of the wildly popular Facebook live show, Hashtag Rise and Grind. He has been spotlighted on ABC, NBC, and CBS and is an expert in dealership culture development and leadership training. With 20 years experience in the automotive industry, Glenn led a dealership from 120 cars a month to an eight- 100% increase in sales in just five years, becoming the second largest used cars franchise in the country. And you know what he attributes this to? Probably not what you think. Today, we're going to talk about why establishing a strong morning routine is so essential and his five-step process to starting your morning off right, how we balance growth and making an impact in this world. And Glenn also shares his crazy story of literally going from homeless and contemplating taking his own life to the massive success that he has experienced now. This is a little bit of church today, y'all. So I hope you are ready for this episode. Again, check him out, glennlundy.com. And if there's someone in your life who maybe is really struggling right now, maybe their routine is off, you know, they would love this topic about a morning routine, or maybe they're struggling and growing their business, growing their communities. Please take a screenshot of this episode and share it with them. We want to impact people's lives, need your help to do it. So I'm so grateful for you being a part of our tribe and sharing this message message out. All right, y'all, let's get into this five steps to a better morning and a better life with Glenn Lundy. I'm a husband to one, a father to seven. I'm also a 20-year automotive professional, and then I'm I'm the host 
of a morning show called Hashtag Rise and Grind. So we go live Monday through Friday at 5.30 a.m. with motivation, Ooh. education, and inspiration. We've been doing that for a couple of years now. So uh, yeah, that's my love. That's my passion, man. I love pouring into other people and helping them extract their greatness. Now, I don't think Rise and Grind came at you randomly. I'm sure you have a little bit of a backstory with choosing that terminology and then the dedication sure. that it takes to do that consistently Monday through Friday at 5.30 in the morning. Where did that passion come from? So many, many years ago, as I was transitioning, I, there, I, there, there's kind of like a... Uh, you know how there's 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 BC and AD when we're talking about Jesus. Well, for Glenn, there was like a BG and an AL, which is after Leslie, after I met my wife, and uh, the the two different sides are, are are night and day. And so early Glenn, I had a lot of struggles, a lot of trials, a lot of different things that I went through, um, homelessness, jail, suicidal, all all of those things, drugs, partying, you know just a, a, a different lifestyle. And as I was, I met my wife and things started to change for me, I was started going into self-help and that's where I found like Eric Thomas and um, you know, some of the, some of these other guys and they started using this term like rise and grind, rise and grind, rise and grind. And as I developed in my career and with my wife and as a person, I started to really understand the value of a good solid morning routine. And that just kind of became like my mantra, my center, right? And so Rise and Grind kind of expanded from, you know, from there. Oh man, you're speaking my language right now. Eric Thomas, come on. That's awesome. Tell us <laughs> a little bit about your, your career. Yeah, sure. So automotive, same thing. I have two sides. I have I spent eight years in the automotive industry in Flagstaff, Arizona, and I worked at a small dealership that really didn't have any growth, and it really fell in line with your stereotypical car dealerships. So, you know, we got our teeth kicked in every day, and it was all about the dealership, and we worked our 80-hour weeks, and life outside of the dealership didn't exist, and things like that, and we experienced no growth. And then in the last eight years, I've been with the dealership. I was with the dealership here in Kentucky, and we grew 800% over that period of time by doing the exact opposite of what you would standardly see you know, in a dealership. So offering people an opportunity to have a life outside of work, paying people well, using self-development, motivation, education, and inspiration to extract greatness out of all of our employees, we were able to make a massive impact in the auto industry. So you're telling me by having that focus with growth, self-development, giving, generosity, you credit that to that kind of growth? One million percent. Absolutely. Uh, we decided to put our, a lot of businesses will put profits first or even put customers first. And I think that those are huge no-nos. We got to put our employees first. And when we take care of our employees and teach them not just job skills, but actual life skills, when we do that, then they can start to live a life that is conducive to success. And the more successful people, Lou Holtz said it best. He said, the more championship players I have on my team, the easier it is to win championships. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that's what we did is develop champions. Okay. We're going to have to back it up just a little bit because you just hit me with a whole bunch of stuff that, first of all, first of all, you, you alluded to this, this man who uh, was really struggling and you said, you know, you had this complete life shift. You experienced this success professionally 
you've had success with this morning show. I mean, thousands of people in this group, man. Like all this stuff is just like almost a night and day type picture that you just presented sure. me. And like, there's a whole lot of middle right there or something that happened inside of you internally. And I can't pass over that because unconventional leaders, it's about raising up this next generation of leaders who are coming from the ground up, building something from the ground up. And that struggle is real and getting in that mindset where you literally change the narrative of your life and see the kind of success that you've had. What happened there internally to young Glenn? Well, there was, you know, they, they talk about that, uh, you know, those rock bottom moments, right? Mm -hmm. you, you have those rock bottom moments in life. And for me, my rock bottom moment was, you know, I'm walking on the beaches in San Diego, California. Uh, I'm homeless at this point. I've, I've burned every bridge that I could possibly burn. I had a very victim mentality, right? It was everybody else's fault. It wasn't my fault. It was everybody else's fault. And as I was walking these beaches and, and spending my days just literally look, searching for change, like I would spend each day just looking for change so that I could have a sausage McMuffin. That's what it was. If I could get a sausage McMuffin every day, I could make it through the day. And, um, and so I spent my days searching for change and something really impactful happened to me in those days is I became invisible. Like no one would, people don't make eye contact you with you when you're, when you're homeless, right? They're afraid you're going to ask them for money. You're going to mug them. You're going to whatever. And so I would see all of this wealth and abundance and joy around me, people running on the beaches and people holding hands and playing with their kids and all of these different things. And here I was, I was completely invisible and I felt I felt worthless and I felt like, like I just didn't, like I didn't matter, right? Like I, I had zero value. And so that led me to make a decision to try to take my own, own life after dealing with that day in and day out, day in and day out and day in and day out and just no hope of it ever getting better. And so that led me to attempt to take my own life, which thankfully I failed. And in that process, um, I tried to you know, I, I went out into the ocean. I actually tried to drown myself. I'm not a very good swimmer. I, I fall into a lot of stereotypes with my ethnicity, but I'm not a very good swimmer at all. And, and when I failed um, at that, I just remember laying on the beach, looking up at the stars, seeing how big the universe was. And it was a moment for me where I realized a couple things. I realized, one, I take myself wherever I go. So the, the place that I am now is a place that I brought myself to. It wasn't anybody else's fault. And then I also realized that on the other side of that, there's so many opportunities. If I could just become, if I could work on me and get a better connection spiritually with what's really going on, if I could do those two things, I could unlock all kinds of doors, right? My problems just seemed so small all of a sudden um, in that instant. And it was almost like a little wake up call, a little spiritual wake up call where God was like, okay, do I have your attention now? Like you have gifts inside of you and there are opportunities all around you. So what are you going to do about it? You know, get your butt up off the sand and let's roll. And so that was one moment. And I, I would love to say that everything just changed for me. And yeah. I just crushed it after that. But that wasn't the case. You know, I continued to make mistakes along the way. Um, but I just had some other moments as I learned and developed spiritually. And as I learned and developed like mentally, as I learned in those areas, I started putting more of the pieces together to be able to get where I am today.
you mentioned that you're laying there and this thought came to you that, you know, what's really going on spiritually. And I think it's easy to look at people like you who've had massive growth and success and be like, tell me all the tactics, tell me, you know, ABCD, what you did. And, you know, you talking about this emphasis on personal development and putting people first and your employees first and all this and this allude, you know, alluding to spirituality over these past several years in your experience, what do you see as the role in that? And like, what is the deeper why and message underneath everything? What, what do we need to tap into to gain access to, to our greatness? See, I think that, well, first of all, I believe 1 million percent, if you change the way you start your day, it'll make a massive impact in your life. I think I think it truly starts right there. And so I teach all of my people, the people that I work with, you know, the dealerships that I work with and in Rise and Grind, we kind of have a five step process that we do every single morning that if you will just apply these five simple steps, it can lead to an extraordinary life. And so those five steps are one, don't hit the snooze button first thing in the morning. Two, don't grab your phone first thing in the morning. Stay off of that crazy thing. <laughs> Three is gratitude and goals, right? Which I'm sure, you know, a lot of people hear, well, you got to write your goals every day. And I think that that's powerful. However, sometimes if we just write our goals, it creates a, a sense of lack, right? A sense of less than, a sense of these are all the things I want and these are all the things I don't have. So I believe you have to start with gratitude first, the things that you're thankful for, the things that you do have, put yourself in a good energy, then you can go into your goals at that point. So that's step three is gratitude and goals. Step four is take care of yourself physically. And then step five is my, I think the, the key, we've spent the whole morning selfishly, we've been focused on self, we're developing ourselves, mind, body and spirit. Now step Five is you've got to release that energy out. Send out an encouraging message to someone. Lift wow. them up. Send them a text message. Message them in Facebook. Tell your kids something special you haven't told them in a while or your spouse or your partner or whatever. But you've got to release this positive energy out into the world. And when you do that, it just it comes back, you know, tenfold. So I think a lot of it starts in the morning if we could change the way people start their day. But overall, I believe that the meaning of life, like that little dash between when we're born and when we die, I believe that little dash is all about the impact we can have on others. That's truly what I believe. So we talk about, you know, in my group, we talk about these four key words, rise, evolve, impact together. So we rise every single day with intention and purpose, which helps us to evolve into the absolute best versions of ourselves that we can possibly be so that we can go out and make an impact in other people's lives. And the best part is we get to do it all together. None of us are alone. We do it with our father in heaven and we do it with others right here on earth. Yep. How long have you had this group been doing this show? Two years. Two years. Okay. And you have... I think it was 30 something thousand. Yeah, there's 30, just over 30,000 members in the group. Okay. So then, you know, people, people like mornings, people talk about the morning routine, but for <laughs> me, like for that many people to be drawn to that message, like, what do you think it is about what you're teaching right now that people are so desperate for? I think that one thing I've always focused on from the get go is that going back to that moment and those days and weeks where I felt invisible, I really focus on making sure people feel seen. Like I want people to know that I see them. So we do my show live at 530 in the morning and there's a little segment of my show where I say good morning 
to to everybody. You know, if Heather was watching the show, I'd be like, "Good morning, Heather. How are you today?" And I make you know, I say everybody's name, and then I go back later in the day, and I make sure to comment and respond. You know, to everybody. There's there's normally like 900 comments per show, so I don't respond to all 900 comments, but I will respond to each person that comments at least once, right? And I'll say good morning to them and so on and so forth. So I think what's really drawn, you know, why the group's blown up the way that it has is everyone feels like they're a part of something and that they're, they're, they're seen, they're recognized. Mm -hmm. They're not just a number. They're not just a name that goes by, um, but they're a part of something bigger. So we've done fundraisers. We raised $110,000 overnight one time uh, for Rescue One Global, an organization that does things for human sex trafficking. We've helped out members of the group that we never have met. We never even shook their hands, but we raised money for them to battle cancer. We raised uh, $45,000 for one family, another 30000 for another family. Uh, we go out and do blessing bags. Like It's almost like just this online kind of church in a, in a, in a sense um, where we serve others. We make sure everyone feels included. Uh, and it's very, you know, it's 50% women, 50% men. It's very, very diverse. And so I think that's the main thing that people are missing is people just want to feel, they want to be recognized and feel seen and know that they're not alone, especially yeah. now more than ever, as we've created so much technology that separates people. You can get your groceries online. You can order this from Amazon. Like we've reduced human contact and even more now in the, the season that we're in. And so I think people are just desperately seeking that, 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 that connection with others to help them feel their self-worth because that's how we were designed. God meant for us to be together. It's, it's the meaning of life is to impact other people's lives. So mm. I think that's really what's, what's built it. We have a lot of activity out of those 30,000 members, 27,000 of them are typically active every 28 days. So it's a very, very uh, active community. How do, how do you kind of unwind from all that? Cause you're still, you know, you're a businessman, you're running a community, <laughs> seven kids getting up at five thirty, hosting a show, all this stuff, like your own cup. Like, how do you feel it? Oh my gosh. Um, sometimes it runs a little, a little low, <laughs> um, in all honesty. Um, again, the morning routine is my reset button. That's my hour before anything. So I wake up at three fifty in the morning and I spend, you know, I spend that time doing those things. And then I prep for my show. Like I prep for my show each, each day. I write them that day. Uh, and then I'll put it together at five o'clock and then I deliver it. So, I guess, you know, to answer your question, I get my cup filled through the, through the Bible and, and, and prayer time. Uh, that, that, that helps a lot. And then also the group really, really fuels me. I just got a card. It's not in here. It's in my other office. I just got a card today from Carol Feely. She's a woman out in California that's been a part of the group. And uh, she always wanted to be a speaker, but she was kind of you know, kind of putting one leg in and one leg out and she did some courses with me and so on and so forth. And, and now she's out there and she's speaking and she's lost weight and all of these things. And so she just sent me this, this card, just like, Hey Glenn, thank you for everything you do. And when I get a card like that, or I see someone's life has been impacted by me showing up at 5 30 AM, that, 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 that's the fuel that I need to show up again tomorrow, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know how that is. You're an impactful person yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 
one, one of the things I want to ask you about, we have leaders who listen to the show. So they have their own communities. They have their own podcasts. They have their own audience, no matter how big or small it is. And one of the things that's always coming up is, you know, I want to impact people. I want to impact more. Um, and it's really kind of hard balancing the the want and desire to grow um, for like vanity's sake. And also to just keeping like impact as your, as your core and your focus. And, you know, the more people you reach, the more people you can impact and kind of balancing those two worlds is really interesting and kind of tricky. And I hear a lot of people bring up, you know, like, I feel like I'm putting out my message and, and it's going on deaf ears or I'm, I'm really struggling with these groups or my show or, you know, people buying my stuff. I mean, whatever it yeah. may be, getting attention and eyeballs on your thing, because you genuinely do want to make an impact in this world. It can be really tricky. Like I said, navigating tactics versus the spirit, soul, heart part of it. What's your, your best advice for this? I know you mentioned consistency I mean, you're very consistent. Consistent. You talked about, you know, putting emphasis on every person that's there. You freaking comment and let people know that you see them. Those are really important, two important pieces. But is there anything else that you would really attribute to growth and that's really important for leaders to keep in mind? Yeah, I think that leaders have to keep, you know, your intentions, your, your intentions. Here, let me back up a little bit. They teach us in school that we have like five senses, right? Taste, touch, smell, hear, you know, sight and uh, hearing, I believe it is. They teach us that we have five, but I really believe we have more like 20, right? We've got all these different senses. We can feel people's energies and we can, uh, we, people's intentions, they come through, right? We can yeah. sense whether someone's being truthful or they're not and so on and so forth. And so the key to those that really build and blow up and those that don't, I think is, is the intention behind it right? Like if your intentions are, I need a really big group so that I can milk them for every dollar that they got so that I can make tons of profits. Your people are going to see right through that. And it's never going to yep. happen. Yep. It's never going to happen. So keeping your intentions pure, I've had people um, come in that I've worked with great people that I, that I, that I love. And they'll be like, Hey, Glenn, we can create this funnel. And let's do this. And when we do this, you know, then we can push people through this. And here's the gateway and it's easy entry. And, and then they're going to make this. and We're going to do this. And, 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 yeah. and I'll just look them in the eye and go, bro, I didn't create Rise and Grind as a profit center. Yes, we sell gear. Yes, we have events. Yes, we have. But that's all been byproducts. My group tells me what they need. So as we started to grow, my group was like, we need T-shirts. I'm like, oh, yeah, we should probably do gear. Right. Right. So we created a clothing line. The group's like, we need planners where we can do our morning five. So we put together a planner with our morning five, the five things that we talk about. We've sold, I don't know, 3,000 of those things. Um, so just really listening to the ear you know, of the group and giving people what they need and what they want, keeping your intentions pure. I think that that's the key to massive growth and continuing to get the eyeballs. And then people will draw more people, right? Birds of a feather flock together. So uh, TD Jakes. Yep. Once said he he once said that if you can't speak to then you'll never get the forty right so, and he yeah amen to that right and so if you're not willing to give four people in a room the same passion intention and fire because you only want the forty or the four thousand or the whatever you'll never get the forty you'll never get the four hundred you'll never get the four thousand so it. I always remind myself of that and I would remind other leaders out there too man serve each one and those ones will become a mass yep. there's a theme popping up Glenn there's a theme you said and I never I've heard morning routines I'm, I'm about and I do 
I never heard anyone talk about the last step, Mm. giving out your energy to people. You mentioned earlier, giving to your employees. You're talking about giving in your group. Where did that revelation come from you that really unlocked things for you that it's about giving and service? Well, you know, I, yeah, experience is, is an incredible teacher, but a, an even more wise teacher is, is, is just reading, you know, those that have been there and done that. And yeah. I believe that the most famous, no matter what you believe spiritually or religiously or any of that stuff, I really don't even like the word religion. It's, it's more spiritually for me, but the most famous person in the history of the world is Jesus. Like the guy's got a bestseller. It's been on the list forever and ever and ever. Right. And so I study successful people. I, I, I study all successful people. I study, you know, the Eric Thomases, the Tony Robbinses. I study uh, the Alexander Graham Bells. I study the George Washingtons and I study Jesus. And when I study Jesus, I see a consistent, strong theme, which was service. He was on a mission to serve others in order to glorify, uh, you know, his, his, his beliefs and his passions. And, and that mission to serve led him to like, I think about this all the time, Heather, I'm like, golly, Jesus had to walk through deserts and whatever, right? He had to walk thousands, hundreds, tens, whatever of miles to get an audience of 10. You and I can click a button yeah. in our pajamas, right? At a studio, like with nice air conditioning and reach out. And so as I studied him more, as I, as I studied him more and other successful people, I started to see that really, man, if, if, if you serve others, it always, not only does it motivate and fuel you to continue to, to walk those miles, but it always comes back you know, ten, tenfold. There's, there's so much safety, security in serving others. There's just no denying it. Mm, we have some church today. So good. <laughs> so, so good. I have a final question for you, Glenn, but first of all, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show, to speak to our audience, to invest in our listeners. Um, and also to just the investment that you're making in the lives of, but you don't have to, you know what I mean? Like you can be in bed, you can be sleeping, you can be cuddled with your wife, you can be drinking a milkshake, you can be doing whatever, but the time and investment that you've been pouring into your audience is just, um, it's legacy, man. So thank you so much for that. Where can people find you online and join your Facebook group? Best thing to do is just go to glennlundy.com. Um, it doesn't matter. You can do two ends or one. I had to buy both URLs to make sure people could find me. But if you go to glennlundy.com, it connects to everything. It connects to my group, connects to my Facebook, connects to my Insta, to my LinkedIn, to all that stuff. So uh, we've got a podcast that we do, all that stuff. So awesome. just go to glennlundy.com. I'd love to love to connect with you. And um, the, the Rise and Grind group on Facebook, it's hashtag. If you put a hashtag in front, hashtag Rise and Grind, that's how you can join the other 30,000 members that are out there rising and grinding every that's single it. day. That is it. All that will be linked in the show notes. Make sure you check it out. Very last question for Glenn. Let's say we were to uh, go back in time to this young man who is laying on the beach and just had this crazy experience. Having this encounter with God in that moment, rethinking his whole life, the purpose, why he's here, um, had no idea about the woman he was going to meet one day, the beautiful children he was going to have, the company he was going to build, the um, platform that he has now, the thousands and thousands of lives that he was going to impact. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, he just 
didn't feel seen by one person. If you were to go back and sit with him and tell him one thing that you know now that he did not understand back then, what would that be? Just one thing? Oof. <laughs> this is a 30-minute show, so it has to be. <laughs> um, I think if I just had to tell him one thing, I would probably tell him that he is a child of God. And by being a child of God, he ultimately has both the ability and the responsibility to make an impact in people's lives. I think that's what a lot of people miss, right? As a child of God, like LeBron, LeBron James, right? LeBron James has a son. LeBron James's son, we expect him to be good at basketball, right? It's just the, it's just the expect because it's in his D, it's in his DNA. Now, whether he is or not, that's a whole different thing. But that's our expectation. So as a child of God, we have in our DNA this ability, right? We have the ability to create, to create powerful, to create powerful things. God's the creator. So if we have his DNA, we have that ability to create. So I would remind him of that. We have the ability to create. But with that comes the responsibility to, to use it, to use that ability to create, to use it in a way to positively impact people's lives. See, I've always been a leader. I used to lead people off the edge of a cliff. I used to lead people to the club and to the casinos and to the, you know, I used to lead people down dark paths. And it wasn't until I understood that we're actually, we, we're, we're children of God, that there's some responsibility that comes with that to, to lead people in a positive way, impact their life in a positive way, not a negative way. So that's probably the conversation I would have with him because that guy back then definitely did not feel as though he was anything other than flesh and bone and and I, I mean he just wasn't he just didn't get that he didn't get that big thank you to glenn for coming on today's episode again you can check him out at glennlundy.com that is linked in the show notes and if you need any additional support in your unconventional journey head over to facebook and type in unconventional leaders we have an amazing community over there and would love to have you a part all right y'all i will see you in our next episode